Konnichiwa. And how do y'all? I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. And welcome, welcome to, to Sumo Kaboom. Where we talk about all things sumo. Yeah, that is right. We're talking about days one through three of the January tournament. The Hatsu tournament. That's right. It's um, hot in Hatsu. It is. That doesn't make any sense, but... That's I'm, I'm how for I it. feel about sumo. Right I'm now. all for it. But before we jump into the sumo, I need to let you guys know that there are 100 bingo cards left. Oh, wow. That's quite a lot for this late in the game. That's so, very surprising. Perhaps it was our new bingo cards last time that, that threw just, people off. That threw people off, and they're like, I don't want to play bingo wanna, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Not with this card. Damn it. Or maybe they just didn't see our social media about it. I put a cute little thing up there with music, and maybe it just didn't play. Who knows? Um, maybe we could just keep announcing it then throughout the week. Get those bingo cards, yeah. peeps. Yeah. Get in the game, y'all, because you could win a jam-packed box full of goodies or a sumo calendar or some other good stuff. That's so right. So get in there. And not only that, it's, it's not only about the prizes, y'all. It is a fun way to be a part of a sumo community during the Basho, so you don't feel like you're all by yourself watching sumo because there's not many people you can talk with sumo about y'all. that's right and this is your chance to cheer on Chiyoshoma like you never have before because you need him for your bingo that's right if you've gotten your bingo card reminding you that Ichinojo and Terunofuji will not be active squares on your bingo so sorry sorry because they are out Ichinojo's out because of his suspension for protocol that he screwed up a while ago and Ted and Fuji still out with his bum knees so keep in mind they will not play towards your makikoshi they are a dead square um but yeah I hope I, I'm sending some um mad love to Ted and Fuji to his knees yeah yeah, because that's a lot that he's got to overcome to get to the next tournament. So I think that's what everyone's pushing for, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm not pushing for it. All right, you ready for a news flash? Yeah. Well, we've got a date for Ikioi's Dampatsuki. He's going to have his hair cutting ceremony, and he wants it to be a Big time, exciting Ooh, showtime. It will be too. Yeah, because he's going to be singing, y'all. And not only him, I bet, but all of his friends, singers, yeah. friend yeah. singers. He wants it to be a whole show. So that is June 4th. And we can all look forward to Ikioi and what his new hairstyle is going to be. Did you see him? This uh, is like the live aid of sumo. It is. Like every singer yeah. from all over Japan is going to be at his thing. I hope. I hope that's the case. I just love Ikioi. Did you see on like day one, uh, some little old man in one of the sand seats got bowled over by... Yes. Uh, and then he came through in his blue jacket, Ikioi, picked up this old man like a small toddler. Like he weighed nothing. Like he weighed like a... Like maybe a bag of rice. Yeah. He picked him up and then he carried him over and gently put him down in the wheelchair to be escorted off to have medical, you know, medical attention. But I was like, oh, I would love, I mean, I don't want to get hurt, but if my chances of getting picked up like a bag of rice by Ikioi are greater, then I'm okay to like maybe twist an ankle or need medical attention. They should do that as part of their sumo fan event. Get picked up by a sumo wrestler. Yeah. I mean, it. Uh, I saw that he, re- he reminded me of like kind of a fireman. I know. I saw that clip and I literally saw like <laughs> animated butterflies <laughs> and birds in the air, just like Snow White for some reason. <laughs> he seemed like that kind of hero to me. Ikioi like, oh. saving the day. Yep. Uh, anyway, 
Here's some news. Uh, this might hit some of our fans a little harder than some others, but Ted Itsuyoshi admitted to actually getting married. He married a business owner. She owns, I think, or runs three restaurants. It said, I think, owns in the translation. But that perhaps is the reason why his lackluster performance from the last Basho happened. It, he was 0-15. So maybe he was just busy with this unnamed business company management woman, and he's just getting his his love life in order. So, uh, but yeah, so I'm sorry for all of you all who are, who thought you had a chance with Ted Itsuyoshi. He's officially off the market. Are you going to say more about the other bits of gossip that we've heard about him and why his- I don't know the gossip. Go for it. Are you, well, okay. This is just gossip, y'all. All All right. Gossip gossip session with Larry. Okay. Okay. I heard- that he also admitted to sneaking out a bit and going to a reptile show. So well, he went I to go see- somehow missed that to bit <laughs> of news. And I think that's quite tragic because that's pretty great. And but th- I also, mean, that, that's high stakes for a reptile show. I know, right? You got to really like your I reptiles mean, you could, and lizards. You could get suspended, right? I know. I know. All for reptiles. I know. I mean, this must have been a badass reptile show it must have been a once in a lifetime <laughs> i mean that's kind of like mineral shows here in the u.s like you're gonna go to a really good mineral show it's gotta be nobody a really knows good what one. a mineral show is you unless a gem, you're in a gem and mineral show yeah, no most people don't know like if you're a texan and you grew up in the 70s and 80s then you know that there were shows <laughs> dedicated to looking at minerals at and rocks. geodes yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah a whole show around it <laughs> Yeah. That's where all these people like you come together in a convention center to look at pretty rocks. That's so right. So this is very similar with lizards and reptiles. There's now, a lot of gossip. like rock and reptile people out there, though. Right? I, mean, I know. I could be badass. But I've also heard that he was struggling with his diabetes, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Losing yeah. weight like crazy. So yeah. a lot of things. It was kind of like a trifecta of terrible things. The reptiles, the new wife, <laughs> and diabetes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Three strikes Those against Those things will do you in every time. Although I would think a wife would be like on the positive side. I do too. But Actually, the, the reptiles should be on the positive side too. Well, yeah, but I don't know. What kind of foods was he eating at the reptile show? And that could have led to the diabetes. Honest, yeah. Honestly, all this makes me love Teretsuyoshi even more. And we had a listener that sent in a documentary about Teretsuyoshi and his fondness for fish and reptiles and things like that. It's great. Oh, my gosh. It is really, really fun. These, these are the things I care about. Yeah. Y'all keep sending this wonderful, wonderful stuff. Toyonoshima is leaving the JSA and becoming a TV star. When I did more research on it, that's how it was kind of presented. I think he's going to go by Inoshima, but I don't know. Everyone's sad to see him go because he had such a great personality and he did a lot for Sumo and bringing it to bigger, wider audiences. But that's what he's going to do on the outside of Sumo is he's still going to be connected with Sumo, but he's going to be building some sort of business or empire where he's bringing Sumo to still a wider audience. And if you don't know who he is, he's a retired wrestler. He always seemed very friendly to me. Yeah. He's got a real open, nice face. And that's why they had him doing a lot of interviews with the wrestlers as he's personable. So I think they'll, they'll be bummed to lose him, but at the same time, I think uh, we'll still see him on the outside. Maybe he's got a secret talent. Who knows? Maybe he's a yo-yo entertainer. Who knows? Who knows where his his career is going to take him, but nothing but love for Toyonoshima. So I think that's all I've got for the news. Shall we jump into day one? We. Oui. 
The first thing that I noticed about Day One Sumo is there's lots of people back. And it's much, much louder. It really feels like old times. Yeah. People they still have screaming. masks on, but they're allowed to scream. Yeah. I don't think the yakitori's back, but uh, for the audience, but... Oh, the chicken? The chicken. Okay. Yeah, the, the traditional stadium chicken that you can get. I don't think it's back. Maybe oh, there so was there's some, another level another, of excitement. Every, it gonna... takes a while for things to come back online, but okay. now they can scream. I That's get that. back online. But I had forgotten just how rowdy it can be. I mean, it's been a couple of years yeah. since we've seen it like that. So anyway, I loved it. I love feeling the atmosphere of it. Asanoyama's back in Jurio. I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm excited about. This feels good. And honestly, every time I take a break from sumo and I come back, I just cannot believe what these boys put themselves through for this sport. Right. It is amazing. It's one of the most amazing things about watching sumo to me. I just like stand there with my mouth agape going, I can't believe they do this. Great sumo all day long. But the very first fight that really made me sit up straighter was on day one, Aoyama versus Hira Doumi. Even though Hira Doumi seemed to get the better sumo position, he was much lower against who I like to call Kip's big boy, Aoyama. Aoyama swiftly turned and threw a beauty of a kotanage. I'm not, if I'm totally being honest here, I'm not usually impressed by Aoyama. When he is well-rested, and perhaps when he's injury-free at the same time, I know he's sort of at the end of his career. Right. I know that. But he can still move really fast yeah, when he is well-rested. he's a force well to be reckoned with. Yeah. He can still look like the dangerous foe that he was. And that was one of those moments where I thought, oh, Okay, wow. Okay, he's really here. The sumo has really begun. The first blood of the tournament was drawn in the Takanosho versus Endo fight. I love this one. Did uh, you? Because I love Takanosho. And mm. he was like, he's back. He's back. He's back. Well, there are always some really tiny moments that stand out to me when I watch sumo that show just how strong these guys are. Like the story you were saying about Ikioi picking up that that yeah. older man and carrying him out, you know, you realize, God, these guys really are so strong yeah. when it takes two guys to lift that trophy and right. then one sumo wrestler holds it like it weighs <laughs> nothing, right? Yeah. So I had another one of those moments in the Takanosho Endo fight, and it was right at the end. It was after the fight. But Takanosho was kind of in this crouched standing position, and he went right from that position to a beautiful push-up that, like, no <laughs> knees to the floor, as if it was nothing. He just went standing to full-on push-up, and then right back up. And I thought, oh my god, that is so hard to do. He just has a massive heavy frame on, on him, but he's incredibly muscular and strong underneath it all. Yes! I mean, you got to have... You could have amazing shoulders to be able to do that. And he just like <laughs> whipped it out like it was nothing. I was so, so, so impressed. I love those little moments that show their flexibility and strength. Anyway, second blood was drawn. For some reason, I wanted to write about blood because there was okay. more of it on day one yeah. than I'm accustomed to. Second blood was drawn in a fight between... Nishiki Fuji and Ryuden. And I loved this fight. I really enjoyed this fight on day one because Nishiki Fuji was on the offensive throughout the entire fight, pushing Ryuden from the side, pushing him off balance and tripping him at the same time to really beautiful effect. But his ring sense, Nishiki Fuji's ring sense is still developing. And unfortunately, he stepped out of the ring right before Ryuden stepped out. Initially, the Gyoji called it for Nishiki Fuji, but it was reversed mm -hmm. and called a forward step out. It's one of those 
accidental losses that they're people like, do. You did that on your own. It's a bu- <laughs> it's a bummer. And I every time <laughs> these things happen, I think you know we need to do a whole episode on the what these terms are for the wins when it like you have an accidental step out or something like that. Because I'd like there's to really apply that. Five of them. I'd like to apply that term to my own life. I had an accidental step out. <laughs> On this part of my life. Because I definitely do myself in sometimes. It's it's of my own doing, half the stupid things I do. Yeah? Like what? Uh, I kept burning nuts the other day. Burning your Yeah, nuts? I was like toasting walnuts and like walnuts. I did it twice. Ah, uh, forward step out. Forward step out. Twice in It's a like row. the first time I was like... Uh, my boyfriend was talking to me and I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, I have I have two seconds to step away from this. I come back and it's just charred. Yeah. And then I was like, OK, I can do this again. It happened the first time. And then again, he asked me a question which needed clarification right at that moment. And I burned them twice. And then I just, well, I'll just eat burnt nuts at this point. And he thought they were delicious. But the truth is, it's like I did it to myself twice. All I had to do was focus. But I slipped up. And there you go. Also on day one, we got two fights from Tamawashi and Kiribayama. Kiribayama did a gorgeous, gorgeous job of throwing off Tamawashi's Norua attacks. I mean, he got right underneath him, boom, threw him out, got both arms in and under. And somehow, Tamawashi, moving backwards and along the ring, wiggled and turned and flipped Kiribayama down right at the edge. I still have absolutely no idea how Tamawashi managed this. Neither did Kiribayama. Yeah, he, he was surprised. confused. Yeah, yeah, like what, what just happened? happened? Yeah, I think everyone was confused. The judges, mm-hmm. the sideline judges, were like, "Oh, we need to watch that again." No one could really tell who went down first, so we got a rematch. And again, Kiribayama looked to have the advantage with both arms inside, was pushing Tamawashi back, and again, right at the edge, somehow Tamawashi wiggled and twisted, and Kiribayama went down first. It was just unexpected. Well, I think really exciting. There was some Mongolian pride in this match. Yeah, and old man has still got it, and he looked sharp, and he looked like his little toes were dancing on the edge both matches. And a side note, also has nothing to do with Tamawashi, but Kiribayama is looking chunkier and beefier, and his buns are starting to look at it like Takayasu's buns. I've not noticed that. I have. Well, they're both your boyfriends, so I can They're both my boyfriends. No, but like when they have that good bun development, like Takara Fuji, you know, they're gaining... It's a secret sauce. Well, yeah, because I think that was... Who was it? Maya Naomi was talking uh, about... Former wrestler Maya Naomi, who's now a commentator for NHK, was talking about Shodai and his body. And he was like, he... He has no buns. He has no buns. Uh, he wasn't saying buns. He was just like his lower half is not developed. And Which, that's like a, a lot. Yeah. Equals buns. buns. I mean, it's legs and everything, too. But you can see that, like, that's a huge part of development. Like, Nishiki Fuji has that major advantage because he's bottom heavy. And there's a real reason, leverage-wise. Like, if you're strong down below, you're just harder to lift up. You have more strength down below. So, anyway, just a side note. I'm noticing the lower development of Kiribayama. And even though he lost to the big man, he... He gave it a good, good, solid effort. He did. You could call the Hoshoryu Tobizaru match from day one. You could just title it The Fast and the Furious. I swear to God, I could hear car engines revving. I could hear the voice of Vin Diesel somewhere, somewhere in the crowd as Hoshoryu completely ran over Tobizaru and I cackled. Yeah, it was a very quick disposal. And I was like, uh, Hoshoryu is looking 
like scary. a like a future Ozeki. In yeah, that. He, he is. Did. Yeah, he is. There were lots and lots of other things to absolutely love in day one. I'll just say Mitakiumi looked relaxed. Wakataka Kage looks strong. Takakesho looks dominant. Yes. Day two. Hiradoumi did an awesome job of keeping his hips a wiggling to keep Tochinoshin's very long arms away from his belt grab. Tochinoshin seems to kind of overpower Hiradoumi, but Hiradoumi threw a beautiful overarm throw on Tochinoshin. I always like to see a big man thrown like a small child. Mm-hmm. So that's always. <laughs> Fun. Strangely entertaining, yeah. <laughs> Strangely entertaining. Entertaining. Another one that also got me for that same reason is Midori Fuji versus Ryuden. Now, this I little man, this I know, this little man <laughs> under shoulder swing down on the much larger Ryuden was a work of art. Like, there's so much offense in just getting super, super close to your opponent. Like, yeah. getting chest to chest, even if you're small. Because he if you're small net. and you get in there... Then you've got that under shoulder. You can position them so well. It's like you run out of choices. You run out of chances. If you're too far back, you just got to get in there and yeah. go for it. And he seems so unlikely if somebody who'd be sitting at Maegashira 3 being as tiny as he is. Mm-hmm. Considering we've seen Enho, we've seen Tadetsuyoshi, we've seen Ishiura, we've seen some of these similarly built guys maybe not have that success. Which says to me, this Katasukashi approach of his is next level. It's the creme brulee. It is. Sumo dessert. It is. It is. Maegashira 3 Abi versus Komusubi Wakamoto Haru was interesting. Abi won, but it was a close one. Abi did his blasting as usual, but Wakamoto Haru actually withstood that well. And I think Abi's, he's gotten bigger and he's gotten even better at that rapid supari attack. But Wakamoto Haru figured out, he he's like, you can push up on my chin. That's fine. He kind of bent back with it and he went with it and then he in, managed to get inside on Abi and then he stuck to him like glue, kind of hoping to tackle him like a lineman. Wakamoto Haru managed to force Abi back into the edge, but then Abi, he has other tricks in his bag. He rotated at the edge, which meant the thrust down at the edge had both men flying in the air as they were, it was just, again, this battle of who'd hit the ground first and the forearm of Wakamoto Haru actually hit the dirt first. It was so close. It was so And close. everyone wanted Wakamoto Haru to win this one. Yes. I think everybody's on his side. He wants, he the, everyone wants him to catch up with Wakataka Kage. And also, it would be huge to me to beat the winner of the last U show. So um, still, Abi came out first. He's great, but it was close. Tamawashi continued to dominate on day two. Him versus Meisei was the most head-bonking, nutso thing I've seen in a while. I mean, both of these men have no qualms about throwing their head into yeah. A wall at 80 miles an hour. Yeah. They're just like, who cares? That is their strongest weapon. And when you see them go up, up against each other in that same fashion, it is like watching fireworks. It is the biggest firework of the firework display. Tamawashi over Meisei just bulldozed him. It was easy, but uh, exciting to watch, but also a little bit like, oh, every time I worry, I'm like, that's going to come back and haunt you in 50 years. But I loved how he just shook it off. It was like, <laughs> Three seconds of, oh, God, and, and then, then done. He's he's like, that was that kind of hurt. Yeah. Fine. I'm fine. That was my lesson. Like, let go. It may hurt, but just let go of it. Just let go. It's yeah. fine. You're going to be fine. Yeah. 
Maybe that's him having, what does he have, like, three little girls? I don't know. Maybe he's just, like... Head, maybe he's been head-bonked a lot by his own children. Stepped on Legos. Yeah. Uh, who knows? He's like, been through matter. it all. He, it's fine. <laughs> Mitakimi versus Wakataka Kage was interesting, partly because I don't know how I didn't know that. They were former roommates in college. That was new to me, too. I was too. like, what? What? They roomed together? So and they, I wanted to know more about that. I did, too. I was like, did they share, like... Manga, do they have the same taste of music? Did they really, are they really good they, friends? Yeah, did they get along well or were they kind of like oil and water right, because they seem like oil and water on the doyo? I don't so know. So did they just like hang out and like listen to music together? I was so curious with that one I wanted little to sentence. go back in time and just see that as, as roommates in college, but. But we don't get to, but maybe one day we'll get a picture. The bigger man, Mitakiyumi, held on and he was in attack mode up against Wakataka Kage, who is fire. And so Mitakiyumi just bulldozed him immediately back into the edge. Wakataka Kage gripped the bales with his very strong toes. I don't know how he managed to fend off that initial attack and subsequent charge to the edge, but he did. He moved sideways at the edge, but then Mitakiyumi denied each kind of sneak to the side, the escape from Wakataka Kage. Mitakiyumi just stayed close and right at his chest and just denied more lateral movement from Wakataka Kage, worked him back and to the edge again and again. Eventually, he finally got in and under Wakataka Kage's arm and kind of pushed up on it and Wakataka Kage got turned, his arm got turned up and around and then he was facing outwards of the ring and then he was easily finished off by a push from the rear from Mitakiyumi. You know what it looked like to me? What? Ozeki style sumo. Yeah. It, it was, it it is was amazing. I didn't know who was going to win it. In the middle, I was like, they're both exhibiting incredible sumo well, technique and, right now. And that's the way it should be, honestly. Right. Ozeki versus Sekiwake, it should be a close fight. Right. But at the end, Mitakiyumi came out ahead and I thought, okay, this is Ozeki style. This is what he was. So it just shows that once the pressure's off, all those skills are there. Right. He's the same amazing sumo wrestler he's, he was he's before. He's uh, Maegashira fighting yeah. like an Ozeki now. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Maegashira 2 versus Sekiwaki Wakataka Kage. And hopefully he'll get right back up there where he belongs in Sanyaku. That's, it was kind hope. of a relief to me to watch it because if he really struggled, if he, I mean, if he lost like really badly to Wakataka Kage, I would have thought, okay, there are some injuries happening or mm-hmm. something, you know, something else is going on that I don't know anything about. But this was kind of a relief. It was like, okay, it is mental. There it is. There's yeah. something mental about his game. And it's really hard to prep for Ozeki. It's really hard to understand what that pressure is like until you're there. There it is. There it is. Well, Shodai got dominated by Daesho again. So he was not fighting like an Ozeki, former Ozeki. He's 0-2 on day two. Again, the slow, terrible slide of no, Shodai. Now we know why. It's, it's just, his lack of buns. It's his lack of buns. <laughs> it's his lack of buns in combination with his mental... <laughs> That needs to go on his calling card. Lack of Maya buns. Maya says, he I has, need more buns. He does have nice buns. He just doesn't have massive bubble buns like Takayasu does. But neither or does Takarafuji. Terunofuji. He does not have bubble this buns. This is true. But he has those on the outsides. What are they called? The outside buns? <laughs> the outside what are those? Buns. What are they called? The, uh, his QL. He's got a big QL. He's... Uh, <laughs> 
I don't know what they're called. I don't know, bodies. I'm or no the doctor. Gluteus, the, the highest gluteus, gluteus muscle. Gluteus cytomus. <laughs> Minimus. Gluteus on the cytomus. <laughs> gluteus cytomus. Or the lower muscle. It's, is extreme. It's like his love handle area. Yeah, but it's all muscle. It's a love he handle has, muscle. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll just call it that. Love he handle no muscle. It's not, and so he know, doesn't need buns. Hakaho did not also have big buns. He did not. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that theory just doesn't hold water. Okay, my faves, Takayasu versus Kiribayama. Basically, what we learned from watching this is Takayasu is now fighting without his neck and his head. From the previous injury, his only weapon is that uh, forearm blast, and I think every wrestler knows it. So he can't really win the Tachiai. He's still strong as hell. But Kiribayama came off of the Tachiai. He pushed on the side of Takayasu. That worked. That got... That got Takayasu sideways right as Kiribayama hopped kind of to the pivoted to the side. And Takayasu managed to kind of regain focus, get himself back focused on Kiribayama, but his back was basically at the ring's edge. He does some nice lateral movement here, but he just can't escape. And Kiribayama is maneuvering all around him. He gets inside, pushes up on Takayasu's left arm right as he's at the edge, and Takayasu gets pushed out and cannonballed into the audience right into Takakesho's lap, which is always fun to see Takakesho get bowled over by a flying Takayasu through the air. Um, and he managed to be just fine, but it gave me pause. I think we all hope for Takayasu, but day two is evidenced he's just a little gingerly with that neck and head. Uh, yeah, he he looked the same on day one. Yeah. I will say that he's really hard for me to watch right now because I want to protect him. And I remember feeling the same way about Takakesho. Remember when mm-hmm. Takakesho got yeah, yeah. that neck injury? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it took, there was a le- uh, the Basho afterwards, he was pretty ginger about it as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, I, I would be as well. I mean, you'd have to be silly not to be. Right. So I imagine if he stays in this whole time, we're going to see a lot of that. Yeah. Anyway, it's so unfortunate. It is. It's like but you just wish they could take the time off, I know, but they lose status. That's just the drama of sumo. Kota Nawaka versus Hoshoryu. This was a beautiful underarm throw by Hoshoryu. Not surprised. He's looking like fire. But what was interesting is Kota Nawaka also didn't look bad. I saw something in him... After he kind of got pushed to the edge, he did this massive, huge blast mm-hmm. back on Hoshoryu, which I felt like I've never really seen him aggressive. I've seen him retreat to the edge, be smart, pivot, turn, send the other guy down, Hitaki Komi. I've seen him use so many different techniques, but I've never seen him mad and feisty being overpowered so quickly by Hoshoryu. That may have been what did him in, but uh, it's nice to see such a big kid like Kota Nawaka use all of his force and strength um, because it definitely threw Hoshoryu back. I mean, mm-hmm. Hoshoryu came right back in but uh, and set up for a perfect Shitatanage, but it was nice to see the kid a little rattled and uh, see some big, big shoves and thrusts out of him. Lastly, Tobizaru... <laughs> Slap down Takakesho. It was a hit and shift from Tobizaru up top that led Tobizaru hopping sideways and all around. Takakesho couldn't get a square focus push on Tobizaru to do anything like his usual attack. So amongst all of that was this insane movement. And eventually Tobizaru just did the old Hitaki Komi slap down on Takakesho. And Takakesho hit the dirt, bounced on his big belly as usual. And we all got a, a good uh, smirk out of it. Mm-hmm. So that's all I've got for day two. Day three. 
Day three started with some of my favorite kind of sumo. I just love it when it's a meeting chest to chest and it becomes just a big old stalemate on the Tawada between two big, satisfyingly large men. And we got that between Okinoumi and Tochin Ocean. I, I don't know what to call that. A struggle hug? Maybe. Yeah. I kind of like the struggle hug. It could be misconstrued as... I know. Uh... I haven't seen you in many years kind of hug. Yeah, and that's not what it is. It's something else, but I'd like I'd like a title for it. I don't know what it is yet, but I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. Tochi Notion won that battle, by the way. Also really enjoyable on day three, Oho versus Ura. Very much smaller Ura. Hesitated like a micro moment at yeah. the Tachiai. Came in lower and completely dominated Oho. Oho! With Oshizuma with a push. It this was kind of like win by timing. The small yeah. guy doing push sumo and winning by just hesitating. And I it doesn't make sense that it right. worked against such a larger opponent, maybe because he was so wide. He was haha, he was wide open. He maybe it was just he he was expecting trickery. And he and didn't, he get, didn't it. get it. And that's the mind game that a little guy can have over the big guy. Because Oho seemed full on like either he was confused about the start of the Tachiai, like he looked just off, like yeah. what happened? Which and then happened. it was over. Which made it so great. And all of us Ura fans danced in our chairs. We absolutely loved it. Also loved Hokuto Fuji versus Nishiki Fuji on day three. I'm not even going to talk about the fight. Because my favorite part, my favorite part is when Hokuto Fuji does well and he knows it mm-hmm. and he does that little swing with his arm and he kind of nods his head yeah. with his lips pursed like, mm, he got it. I just did it. Mm. And Hokuto Fuji gave me that on day three. All right. Mitakiyumi versus Hoshoryu. Hoshoryu is looking extraordinary, y'all. He Yeah. It, this was... Nuts. First of all, his Tachiai was so fast. And and I'm talking Hoshoryu here. Right. Super fast Tachiai. Right. He got in low. I was so impressed by the fact that Hoshoryu withstood Mitakiyumi's pushes because Mitakiyumi is not a small man. No. He's very large. So as he was just sort of absorbing these pushes, he got his hands on a shallow belt grab and he just drove forward. And it... it and of course, took me Takiyumi, you know, across the doyo and out. It it showed me that, you know, if there was ever a doubt in my mind before, Hoshoryu really has become a dangerous wrestler. He's way bigger. He's way stronger mm-hmm. than he ever was. He's fast. And fiery. And fiery, yeah. He kind of is the whole package all of a sudden. He's well-rounded in a whole new way. You know, I knew... You know, when he showed up, he had all those tricks in his belt to do all the trips, all the stuff like that. But if he can just do plain old pushing Somo 2 against the largest guys, it shows that he he can do a lot. I'm just really loving what I'm seeing from Hoshoryu, especially on day three. Wakataka Kage versus Tobi Zaru was real pretty, y'all. The two of them, 
locked up initially, and then Wakataka Kage just never, ever let go of his offense. When they locked up, you know, they each got belt grabs. They tried to push. They didn't go anywhere. But Wakataka Kage took a breath, and then he pulled real hard, stepped to the side, pulled Tobizaru off balance, and then he pushed Tobizaru out from behind. It was one of those moments where I thought, good God, if somebody pulled me that hard from my underwear, I would be flat on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and somehow Toby Zara just stumbled forward and out. It was pretty. I really enjoyed Kotonowaka versus Shodai on day three. Yes. Huge, huge initial Tachiai from Kotonowaka that would have blown me into the 18th row. Mm-hmm. Somehow Shodai absorbed it and spun and regrouped. And regrouped and then pushed Kotonowaka right out. But what I really loved about it, he looked, Shodai looked so exhausted at the end of this and almost, he was like red all over and he almost looked like he was about to cry as if he was like, good God, does it have to be that hard? Does it ha- Do I have to work this hard to do this? Oh my God, I can do it, but I don't like it. That was the feeling I took away. Probably not at all what he was thinking, but... That is the way it seemed from watching his face. And that's half the fun of sumo, y'all. It's true. Uh, I couldn't believe my eyes. With this one? With the Shodai? <laughs> Just the win. <laughs> the fact that he won. I feel like it's been months since he's won. I know that's not the case, but, well, actually might. <laughs> I think it would be, well, it would be super fun if he got those 10 wins and got back to Ozeki's Yeah, house. Boy, yeah. I think we would all be behind him. We would all just <sighs> lose our minds. We'd be so excited. So keep going like this, Shodai. Keep going. Last fight of the day was Takakesho versus Daesho. It was all arms, y'all. It was a Supari attack, Supari battle. It was just all arms, all over the place. And and it was like that for a long, long time. Normally, Supari lasts for a few seconds and then it's done. Right. But this was just like, keep going, keep going, keep going. Until Takakesho managed to get in a huge push from the side as he stepped out of the way and that rocked Daesho forward and out. That was a bloody affair. I mean, he, Yeah. I looked at him lick his lip or his, he stuck his tongue out and I was like, I'm pretty sure that part of that tongue's not attached for for real. <laughs> well, and the poor guy got a I bloody mean, lip on day two No, as but well. like, he, it looked like he bit his tongue and he really bit it like, it's, it looked like a stitches affair. I mean, Ooh. he was, it was, it was not pretty. I don't know how that happens <sighs> but we've had a lot of blood on days one through it has three been a already. bloody bloody january <laughs> yes it has been Ooh. i'm okay with mere flesh wounds though yeah they're used to it though but yeah. for my eyes the neck injuries i'm not no. so okay no. with i'd no. rather those boys just sit it out but bloody lip i'm fine well let's see if days four through 10? That's what we've got coming up next for you. 4 through 10 are just as bloody as 1 through (laughs) 3. So we will be back at you next week. Same time. And reminder, if you haven't gotten a bingo card, you can still get one. It's free to play and it's fun to play. So join us. Until then, I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.